Hi, this is Russ Benson. I am a Liverpool supporter, and you're listening to Drunkard United Football Show. You all need Jesus. Many say that. Many do say we need Jesus. Yeah, us. well, his front line's going to need Jesus soon yeah. because uh, two of them went head-to-head in the AFCON final, and only one came out victorious. Heard. FA Cup fourth round recap today. Your team's out. Your team's out. Mine advanced. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right A.A. the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the FA Cup fourth round is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston. And across the way from me is the fourth Jonas brother, Mr. Samuel Graham. Fuck off. Sammy, how you doing over there <laughs> with the quaffed hair? Doing very well, thank you. <laughs> pretty good uh, I was well. I was holding that one in all the way through sound check. I was like, no, don't don't shoot your shot. Save it for the main show. It's going to be brilliant. It looks pretty good. And you look like a Jonas brother. Well, Mel, ju- <laughs> Mel just told a story about somebody shooting a shot this weekend when she was downtown doing a tour. <laughs> Ooh, oh, did they? <laughs> See what happens when I wear makeup? Black, uh-huh. Waxy nipples and shit. What the fuck? <laughs> See what happens when we allow her to not have a mute button? We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. I absolutely can do that. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias. We answer DMs, so hit us up. Uh, DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email as well. Um, and then you know the other stuff I got to tell you later, so I'm just not going to say it right now. Exactly. Well done. I caught myself because I was about to go right some, into it. Because <laughs> some people say it's too much, and you know we we love support, but we also don't want to beat you over the head with it as well. So we get it. You know, people want to give us feedback and then not give us feedback. Yeah, I mean, so right. So you know, telling you about the Patreon and the drip shack up front is you know maybe get a little much. <laughs> as you do it, anyways. <laughs> That's the point. Uh, That's why very it's funny. very important uh, thing to mention real quick. I want to give a huge shout out and plug to the Baltimore Toffees. Yes. Uh, they are currently holding a raffle, and uh, the proceeds to that raffle are directly going to help the Baltimore County firefighters, the three who tragically— Baltimore City, weren't they? Baltimore City, I'm sorry, yes. Baltimore City firefighters, who three of which tragically lost their lives in, yes. a, in, a, in a fire. And uh, one has begun to recover, but also sustained some pretty serious damn injuries. Yep. And— um, 100% of the proceeds that that they receive from the raffle, which uh, which I'll explain in just a second, are going to the Baltimore City Fire Department. Uh, good cause. They've to be already dispersed done, to the families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've already done some uh, big things already with um, mental health and self-awareness mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, that those kind of things too. Uh, I'm very proud of, uh, I'm very proud to say that I am a Baltimore toffee um, along with being a DC toffee I'm in the middle. So I, yeah. it's mom and dad, you know, <laughs> very, very proud of the work that they do. And uh, AJ does a hell of a fucking job setting up things like this. And for the raffle, it's actually a team signed Everton Jersey. Yep. And it is a uh, $10 a piece, uh, get you a raffle ticket and they're going to pull the winner uh, for the Southampton match at uh regional. In uh, Baltimore, right, right oh, around cool. the corner from you. Yep. Um, I will definitely be there that match to, uh, and to wh- hang out against who? Southampton. Southampton. So it's uh, a couple two of weeks, weeks, two weeks, something away. like that. Yeah, like two Saturdays from now. Okay. Uh, I might, I might swing through <clears throat> for yeah, that. Actually, would, would love to fucking see you, brother. Would love to fucking see you there. And that'd be um, awesome. Very simple. You can go to the Baltimore Toffees on Twitter. Uh, the all the links to enter the raffle are there. Or you can just do it yourself. You can go to their Venmo or their Cash App. It is B More, letter B M O R E, Toffees, T O F E S E E S. Sorry, misspelling everything. I'm terrible. Um, but B More Toffees, and you can donate directly. Give the hashtag uh, BCFD, 
and uh, the hashtag um, CYOB for Come On You Blues. And yep. just a great, it's, I know our people are always good about helping and supporting, so take a quick second. Uh, I've already put down a C note myself. Um, yeah, you, you got to also, for the raffle tickets, you need to screenshot your donation uh, and send them the screenshot. Yeah, oh, I did miss that. social Thank media, you. because I think there's also a GoFundMe. Yes. So they might not see it right away yeah. uh, directly that you did it, so... Make sure you screenshot the donation at the chance at the raffle tickets, but awesome work they're doing. Also, a huge shout-out to pretty much every fucking fire department in the state of Maryland that sent people to cover Baltimore City. It's the first time in the uh, BCFD's history that they every single BCFD firefighter was out of service. Wow. To attend the funeral. They had the entirety of their, their job covered by various fire... Pretty much everybody sent at least a person... From sent trucks, sent yeah. everything to help out and make sure that everybody could be there uh, for these these fallen heroes. So just very cool all around. Uh, it sucks that tragedy seems to be the only thing that brings us fucking together, but it is nice for everybody to be together. It'd also be great if somebody associated with the show won the raffle, and uh, especially if they were like Russ, a Liverpool fan, or Gekula Leeds fan, or even Mel Christ, a Villa fan, and they'd just take a picture of the jersey and not give it to you. <laughs> I would uh, love that. <laughs> That's my plan if I win it. <laughs> I, it's, I, I, want, I wonder if there's a way that we can also then take it, raffle it a second time, and make some money for a good cause as well. Yep. You know? Uh, That'd be cool. You know, just, you know, I, I just, I want to try to think of ways that we can help. And uh, something that I know. Like a charity chain letter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From back Pass, in the day. Passing it forward in charity style. <laughs> yeah. But I just, it's... God knows me losing weight doesn't work. <clears throat> oh, hell Fucking no. Fucking hell. No, no, it does not. D back on your taint. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, uh, most importantly, we know uh, you guys are a great group, and we know that you all will go out in force. Just... Uh, let the let the Baltimore Toffees know you're uh, you're you football show supporter uh, that you've helped out and that even though you're from another club you uh, know that this is all one family and that's very important to do. Yeah, absolutely. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mister Graham, the road to number one keeps a rolling, and we're on number fifteen. What do we got tonight? Yes, we are. So this is the Nika uh, Taketsuru uh, Pure Malt. Uh, it is 43% by volume or 86 proof. It'll run you about 80 bucks. Um, obviously, give or take, because of the list coming out, people may try to take a couple extra bucks on it. Uh, also, um, Japanese single malts as a whole tend hard to, to get by. a little yeah. bit of a bump as well. Yeah, because they're, they're pretty hard to come by. <laughs> Um, anyway, the uh, the Whiskey Advocates tasting panel gave it a 92. It's a blended single malt. Um, so I'll just read you what Johnny McCormick from the uh, tasting panel said about it. Mm -hmm. uh, Nika's signature bottling honors founder uh, Masataka Takatsuru, who Nicely brought done. thank you. Um, it won't be that good on Thursday. No. Uh, who brought his whiskey making skills back from Scotland to Japan in 1920? Takatsuru's successor has. Uh, Successors, excuse me, have reformulated this blended malt, which fully complies with the latest definitions of Jap uh, Japanese whiskey. The aromas create an oasis of calm with layers of gentle wood spices, smoke, vanilla pod, and lemon uh, biscuits, while the palate carries a distinctive waxy sappiness that revels in luscious flavors of star fruit, lemon, Asian pear, peach syrup, and aromatic spice. <coughs> Um, I definitely get the wood spice up front, uh, definitely get the waxiness, and I get a lot of the citrus. I'm not so sure I get the sweeter notes. Like, I get the vanilla, but, like, the, the, the star really fruit. I don't really get any smokiness out of it, either. Yeah, the star fruit I don't get, but I definitely get the spicy wood, that kind of, like, cedary wood thing going on. Mm -hmm. Ice helped this whiskey a lot. Uh, it I was... Just a touch, maybe, of smoke there on the back yeah. end. Not on the nose, though, <laughs> at all. But it... Malted whiskeys in general, when you add water to them, it really opens them up. And yeah. this definitely needed the cube. It felt a little tight when we drank it neat. 
mm-hmm. and I felt that it definitely like that the cube definitely gave it some life. Yeah, absolutely. You're 100 percent right. It intensified all the flavors. It it um it it brought actually some other things out that I didn't taste the first time. Mm-hmm. You're right to say that the the softer kind of fruitier notes, if you will, are are still kind of hidden. I'm anxious to see what a little bit more water as this cube melts a bit, what happens to it. Yeah. Um, if it opens up anymore, but I mean, it's it's very good. I, I think it's it's deserving as a as a spot on this list. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely it's a blended malt, which is a blend of multiple single malts. For those of you who don't know, right. so that means it can come from multiple distilleries. Now, if when you have most single malts, like a traditional single malt in Scotland, is a blend of multiple barrels, but it all came from one, one distillery. distillery yeah. Hence the word single malt. In this instance, it's come from multiple distilleries. Nika has multiple distilleries Correct. all throughout the islands. Yep. Uh, they're best known. Their industry standard, of course, is the uh, Nika coffee still. Yep. So uh, the uh, the kind of salmon-colored label, right. which if you have never bought, just buy it on a flyer. It's not that expensive. It's under 50 bucks or right at 50 bucks. And for a representation of a Japanese whiskey, you want to kind of see, we've talked about this before, Japanese whiskeys take the rule book and throw it out the window and yes. kind of do whatever they want, which is kind of fun to see and also kind of odd to see considering the the world of technology that they are, that everything is kind of so stringent and by the book that the thing like whiskey is just kind of, you know, be creative, be innovative, be blasé, have fun with it. You know? Yeah, but also in in general, the, the stringentness with which <laughs> scotches approach. Mm-hmm. And that's where most of Japanese whiskey learned their whiskey making techniques was in Scotland. Yeah, of course. Um, so to to have them bring that back and then tweak it and change it to fit them is is very interesting and, and fun. Yeah, I've always I've I've found uh, I was a little apprehensive of drinking Japanese whiskeys at first, and now that I've gotten into them and have started drinking them, I've fallen in love with them. Yeah, they're they're, they're a lot of fun. Is everyone a winner? No. But do I appreciate what every bottle's trying to do? Oh, hell yeah. Is every bottle of bourbon a winner? No. No. It, 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 sometimes you just get shit whiskey. It happens. Yeah, precisely. All right, kids. Well, what else should we do, Mr. Graham? Always remember to drink responsibly. Let's have a lovely, lovely show. Let's do that. Do you have cups, by the way? Uh, I do for uh, for later. I don't have them out currently, so okay. we'll worry about that between the shows. I'm just making sure. I was just looking around. I actually have a lot of room over here. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> What are you supposed to do with your arms, Sammy? What are you supposed to do with your hands? <laughs> yeah. It's the magic of the cup, Mr. Graham. And oh boy, was there some upsets. Oh yeah, and there was a Premier League match too. Borumwood won. Bournemouth nil. Middlesbrough won. Manchester United won. Eight to seven all to the Borough on penalties. Nottingham Forest won. Leicester City won. Burnley nil. Watford nil. Sam, only 18% possession to the wood. It doesn't matter. You just need one chance. 37-year-old personal trainer. Uh-huh. And their manager, Russ Penn, um, said afterwards, the doctors have been working on him for months. <laughs> he's got no legs, right? He's a personal trainer, for Christ's sake, and he's under 40. Like, what has he done to his body that right, he right. can't run? I'm not sure that that's a personal trainer I'd sign up with, to be honest. Uh, but... It, it was perfectly composed. It was very well done. Put it through a sea of bodies. Um, off the the thing we always love, off the post goes completely across the goal. Oh, yeah. oh I love that. But one. just a, a measured side footed finish. It was yeah. it was brilliant. And I mean, for, they were organized. They rode their luck a little bit. It had everything. It was a perfect magic of the cup tie, if you will. It was it was seventy. I think four. Mm-hmm. Is what I heard. Places between them in the 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 league pyramid. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago, and I, forgive me for not remembering the game, but we were talking about a match in which one side had a ton of possession, but they were clearly not in control of the match. That was this game. It was Bournemouth didn't have a ton of possession, but until the end, when they're just hanging on for dear life. But from minute one to minute eighty, Bournemouth was the better fucking team. Yeah. Clearly, and and Bournemouth did not have a way in. They didn't know what to do. They put a couple, they put one off the post. They had a couple of chances, but it was just like, they did not know how to figure out what the non-league side was doing to them in their own fucking building. I mean, it was yeah. incredible. 
No doubt. It was it was an excellent game. I mean, it was a, it was actually a lot of fun to watch, to be honest with you. It really it, was. It was a fun uh, watch. Also, fun fact, uh, only the 10th team since World War II, non-league team since World War II, to qualify for the fifth round mm-hmm. to go this far. You know who, uh, very, I was looking up the numbers on all that. There was a year recently where you knocked out two of them. Was Sutton, that Sutton? Yeah. Sutton, and then the very next uh, game, they're actually in League One now and doing well, um, Lincoln City. Yeah. yeah. You knocked Lincoln out City was at our place, and we yeah. played at Sutton. Yeah. Both of them were non-league sides yeah. at the time. Yeah, We and got a Manchester City draw. Uh, and then it was Sutton was the last. Sutton and Luton were the last two teams to make it to the fourth round. And, and uh, Lincoln City was the last non-league side to make it to the fifth round. Yep. To go along with, obviously, Borum Wood. Now my team gets the uh, unfortunate honor of being the team that only Everton fans want to see advance in the uh, next <laughs> round of the FA yeah. Cup because they welcome Borum Wood <laughs> to, uh, right. to Goodison in a match where everybody in the world will be going, come on, you would. <laughs> Including the, me. We, oh, and I would... Sammy, if they were going to the Emirates, I would be saying, come on, Wood. 100%. 100%. The only 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 people that should be rooting for Everton in this match is Everton. No one else should be. The only other game that I'm really, like, sold in on from the fifth round is is Peterborough against City. It's like, come Mm. on, you posh. Uh Uh-huh. But... Ain't gonna happen. No, is no. it? City could put out the U18s yeah. and they would dominate that game. We'll get to that in Oso. We, I've got everything charted out with the uh, yeah, next yeah. lineup. Um, one last story from it, and I do not know the gentleman's name. There is a player on the uh, on the Bournemouth side that the minute the match was over, ripped off his jersey, put it on backwards. A Tony Hibbert Everton jersey, apparently boyhood fan of Everton. Oh, really? The defender. <laughs> the Beatles, and now he's coming up. Yeah. It was Pat the Hibbert. And I was like, at first I, I see it, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Who's this asshat fucking putting his name on the front of his, doing this, doing the South American thing and spinning it around with his name on the front, right? right? Who, who's this asshole? And then I'm like, hold on. That's Hibbert. And then I see the back, the patch on the back of the shop. I'm like, he's wearing Everton jersey? <laughs> come to find out. Boyhood Everton fan. And but Tony Hibbert, why like, and why would you celebrate your win with another club's jersey on? Yeah, the fifth round hadn't happened yet at that point. We'll uh, we'll save it for a uh, sound check one of these times. Uh, there's an article that recently uh, recently came out about Tony Hibbert, um, about where he is now. Uh, he's still playing, and about his exit from Everton and everything that went along with it. Right. Yeah, it's very very interesting. I thought that so, was going to take a dark turn for a second. No, no, no. no, 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 no it's no. like in the gutter addicted to smack. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> like, no, 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 no. No, it's a very fun it's a very cool story and it's kind of like fuck you Everton. Well, really fuck you Cumin for yeah, yeah, yeah. the way you get Well, he wasn't people. as old as we thought he was when he left. Right. When he like 32 or something, like he wasn't yeah, as he, old as we thought he was. Yeah. Cuz he'd been all. around forever. We thought he was like 36. Yeah. But yeah. It, we when when he uh got released slash sold or whatever it was with with Kuhn. I don't remember the it, whole thing. It situation. was released. It was but him I remember, and Leon Osmond just flat out got released. I remember us thinking like, wow, fuck, he's only he's only thirty two? I remember that being a conversation. Yep. All right. So moving on to the next one. The Borough Knockout United making every single penalty they took. I think the best part about this one was that Neil Warnock wasn't in involved with it because <laughs> i don't know that i could have handled it to be honest the old uh, warlock sitting there on the yeah. sidelines stirring the cauldron just handing out fucking pictures of himself from his bum bag from his fanny pack uh, and just <laughs> united losing it in the most fantastic of ways i mean i felt so bad for the kid though um and first person that came up to him that i saw at least uh as i did celebrate it a little bit was um was phil jones of all people right uh older head in the squad obviously um yeah. kind of cut back in from the cold right uh since um uh Ragnick took over and it was really nice to see him you know hey pick your chin up you know stand up straight let's you're still a member of this team you're still okay you're still good and it's a shame and i usually reserve this for the end of the show i haven't actually seen anything come out about it so i don't know if it's if it did happen 
But when he did it, one of the first thoughts that entered my head was, fuck, here comes loader racism again. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a shame that we're at that point. And <laughs> I, again, I haven't seen any stories written about it, but I, I'll continue yeah. to bring it up and call it out when I see it and, you know, to, to try to ra- raise awareness of it. But it, it just, that was my first thought was like, shit, here, here go the assholes. You know what I mean? Um, so, but well, the fact that I haven't seen it yet means probably, you know, it wasn't really happening. Well, um, if you want to blame anybody, blame, uh, Ronaldo for missing a fucking penalty in the early minutes of the game. Blame, um. I don't know that I've ever seen him miss a penalty, one. Yeah. Two, uh, he has. I just haven't yeah. seen it. But two, he didn't even hit the target yeah. for Sean Ronaldo. Low the and wide. The keeper didn't have to make the save. Yeah, it was low and wide. Yeah. Like, normally, Wild if stuff. you miss, it's a sky, right? Yeah. Missing low and wide, just you just missed the target. But Middlesbrough were also on top in large stretches in this match. Mm-hmm. I watched this one start to finish, and they, they were on, on top creating uh, chances. Another one worth mentioning, Bruno Fernandez on a mess up from uh, the keeper of Middlesbrough missed a wide open net. I mean, wide open fucking center. He put it off the post. Oh, yeah. You know? um, now, I will say a bit of fortune. I don't know why it didn't go to VAR. I don't know. Why. It did go to VAR. They said it didn't. It wasn't a thing. It that, was accidental. It didn't. His arm was out extended in front. Did of you see all it the? Was, that was a fucking handball. It was all the way to the side. <laughs> like, yeah. It was a handball. If, if his hand wasn't there, the ball went out for a goal kick. Yeah, it was, it was a handball. Did you see I the? Just, uh, I, I found that very humorous that that happened to one of the big clubs that they got screwed on a call at home. Yeah. Did you see all the memes floating around that was like? Uh, uh, photoshopping um, a basketball net <laughs> <laughs> and like removing the goal. Yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. Oh my God. Very, just, very funny. Very, uh, it's uh, honestly, I mean, I know we have United supporters that listen to this. And I'm happy they, about it. I think they'd agree. This is what they fucking deserve. Yeah, it is. It's what they deserve right now. It really is. Uh, Paul Popa came back. Woo-hoo. Actually played all right. Woohoo. Right. But Yippee. you can't beat a what a sixth or seventh place championship side like yeah. come on guys and they named a fairly strong lineup to be honest in your house in your house yep. like just oh i mean ronaldo looks a shell of himself the last like eight games yeah in all comps looks well, a shell of himself well and the problem with a guy like ronaldo what you should do is put him on the bench for a few let him fucking recharge his head but it's ronaldo at united do you think he can get away, that Ragnarok could get away with that? Right. No, no, no way in hell. You have to play him. He has to play through it. He has to play through it and figure it out, you know? But it, it's almost like when Everton had Rooney come back. It was like you were forced to keep him on the pitch, even when it wasn't necessarily helping you. Yeah. You I know? mean, that's true. You know what, You know what? from Ronaldo's perspective, you know what else I think maybe fucking with him is, did you see the story of Wraith Rovers? In no, Scotland, uh, they signed. I can't remember the, the guy's name. Uh, uh, it's something witty. Uh-huh. I can't remember what it is. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Not the point. Um, they signed this guy earlier in the month, and they claim to be a community club. They're Scottish second division side, championship side. Um, signed this guy, and a lot of controversy. He was never convicted of rape, but he was found to was necessary that he paid damages in civil court. Okay. And he had this hanging over his head, obviously. Um, and Wraith Rover <laughs> signed him. The captain of the women's side quit. Wow. Uh, I, I think it was two other players as well said that not going to play for the club again. Um, a lot of supporters are angry. One of their largest benefactors is a, a prominent woman in either business or she's an author. I don't remember the entire story. Mm-hmm. I heard this like five days ago. Um, all these people like pulling the support, do it this, that, the other, and uh, and so now they finally, oh, we're not gonna do that. But when we're not gonna honor this contract, we're gonna find a way to get out of it. Blah 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 blah. We really do believe in the community. They also, mm-hmm. in the middle of that, released a shit statement um, to kind of placate, like, you know, we, you know, we're taking everything into account and blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? Instead There's of just good people on both sides. <laughs> so. <laughs> But if you remember, Ronaldo had a case here in the U.S. in Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, and so a lot of that is being pointed to, like, for defenders of this particular player. Like, should we, 
you know, <clears throat> first, he never did any jail time. So a lot of people are talking about, oh, what about rehabilitation? You mean this guy can't work in his craft ever again and all this kind of stuff? Uh, which there is, a, but it was never rehabilitated. He didn't go into any program. He didn't do right. anything. He right. was just made to pay some damages. Right. Um, he was made to pay to make it go away. Correct. So there's there's a lot of talk of like, well, how about Ronaldo? How about so all of that shit from his past is now coming back up. So I wonder, and it kind of coincides. And they already have things being going on currently at the right. club that we're not going to get into. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, expounds yeah. upon that. Oh, but Ronaldo and followed him on Instagram, so job done. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I'm so the the point he's brave. the point I'm trying to make is his name is brought back up in the news in the last few weeks regarding that situation with him. Yeah. I wonder how much that is now affecting him on the pitch as well. Very fair. That's um, fair how much Mason Greenwood's situation is affecting the rest of the squad. Right. How much, because over the last two years, Mason Greenwood was a decent part of that team. He was a double-digit gold scorer this year. Absolutely. So I, I wonder how much of that misses pace, you misses all, all that sort. From a footballing sense, you miss all of those attributes, right? Mm -hmm. So I wonder how much of, of that is really affecting the squad. You'd like to think with their egos, with their everything else, it's Manchester fucking United, for Christ's sake. Right. They should be able to get over that, you know, and, and move forward as, as top, top professionals. But, right. you know. On paper, this is as good as any other side in the league. Absolutely. They are good enough to win the league. Uh, Currently, they're start, they're right st now, they're starting as 11. constructed. Yeah. Well, I mean, they need a new manager, yeah. but yeah. But the, but the point is, is I wonder how much a, a lot of these all feel, I don't know Ronaldo's isn't recent, mm -hmm. but just being brought back up in front page news again, you know, this guy in the Scottish second division being compared to Cristiano Ronaldo, I just wonder how much that's affecting the team. Very true. Very, very true. Um, moving on to the next one. Um, Forrest fucking dominated the Foxes. There is no other way to put it. A championship side beat the ever-loving shit out of the out of holders a, out of out of it, the holders of the fa cup and a top 10 side currently in the premier league they fucking whooped them and in two consecutive rounds beat two of the previous three-year winners are these the giant killers of the cup this year it has to be i mean I absolutely mean, has to be. taking nothing away from bormwood bormwood beat a league one and a championship side steve cooper is the also, most unenthusiastic man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Just a blank stare the whole time. Just mm. <laughs> Yeah, which I get. I mean, you got to, you know, stay focused and stay on task. But, I mean, he did this. <laughs> when the third goal went, you're 3-0 up, mate. Like, I, sure, it's like, I'll smile when we win. Yeah. The whole fucking right. thing. Yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. But, I mean, the goals really, the, the, the three goals came in like a seven-minute stretch. Two of them were 85 seconds apart or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. The the TV was barely done showing the damn replay when the the second goal went in, but it was, it was it, from start to finish it was a great performance. Lesser did other chances, straight in my veins, straight in my veins. Give me that James Madison pass mm -hmm. over and over and over again. How fucking beautiful was that? We do love a beautifully threaded <sighs> pass. That is for damn sure. Outside of the boot. Just that perfectly, we had that from Decore, we had that from Henderson to uh, Mane earlier this season. It just like, oh, I love where it. it's the most picture perfect uh, pass. It's beautiful. The finish, is, the finish is fine. You still had to do the job, but you're just like, well, and, did you see that pass, mate? Ineacho <laughs> had a lot to do still. Ineacho yeah. had a lot to do. Um, first, get around the damn pigeon. Yeah, That exactly. was on the field. <laughs> Second, uh, the goalkeeper came out, weak-ass yep. challenge. If you're going to do it, fucking do it, mate. Yeah, yeah. You got to put do his nut in there. In oh, yeah. my opinion. Oh yeah, he Definitely. came out with a weak ass little. Yeah, like oh, yeah. that squiggly shit out of here. Put put his ass on the ground. But then left footed, had to finish over the defender that was chasing him, uh, mm -hmm. over his challenge, and he he did everything perfectly. It was a, a weird angle on his weaker foot. Uh, he still had a, a fair amount to do, but that pass around that right back who's been playing brilliantly. I was just about to say, but yeah, Sam, come on, that pass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But he was playing around that right back, uh, Spence, I think it is, um, who, who's been playing brilliantly for, for a few weeks and gave Arsenal a ton of problems. To play that ball in that position, spot that run, was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was brilliant. Too bad it'll get forgotten because you lost 4-1 to Nottingham Forest. Forrest kicked the shit out of you. That's exactly what happened. Forrest kicked the shit out of you. All right, well, we are a Premier League show, so we should talk about the one Premier League game that happened. So I'd like to let everybody know that on Saturday at 1.30 in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time, 
Burnley played a professional football match in the English Premier League against Watford. Um, do you remember playing FIFA? Yes. Uh, and the little button when you're in a season and your 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 player, your club, or whatever, and you're going through, and they have that button to like simulate game. So mm-hmm. every time you played Stoke, you'd hit it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have done that. <laughs> a couple of sides came really close to glory, but lose out at the death. And then Frankie went to Liverpool, Sam. And Frankie says, relax. <laughs> West Ham 2, Kidderminster Harriers 1, Chelsea 2, Plymouth Argyle 1, Everton Football Club 4, Brentford 1. Irons had to score at the death to send it to extra time and then had to score at the death of extra time to win the match. Both goals in stoppage time of the game. I'm gutted for Kidderminster. So fucking close. They gutted. did. They made one mistake. Yep. And that one mistake, it's when you play a Premier League club side, make one fucking mistake and they're going to make you pay. It was a, it was perfectly done by uh by um uh Declan Rice the goal like just well I don't so the defender should have showed him down the line that's right. fair but you got to think this is a player that kind of dominated the Euros in the center of midfield like against mm-hmm. the top central midfielders in the world and made England a force really when he came right. in um between him and Calvin Phillips right but um so I mean he just finally decided. Like, I'm gonna just fucking take this. Well, I'm he gonna was, take this under the. Uh, uh, I'm gonna grab this by the scruff of the neck, and I'm winning this fucking game. Right. Fairness, he was subbed in. Him and Suchek got subbed no, in yeah, in the, yeah, like yeah. the last twenty minutes. I'm of the just match. saying, he just decided like this is yeah. now over. Yeah. I'm ending this <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, um, this is done now. <laughs> also, fun fun fact: away dressing room, right? Because of the size of West Ham squad, didn't have enough showers. Right. So Declan Rice being one of them, and a couple other West Ham players were made to shower with the home team. Oh, after the match. Yeah. <laughs> So I like to think that after that, what he just did, he just walked in and dropped the towel right in the middle of the room and was like, take a gander, boys. Behold, (laughs) these are larger than yours. (laughs) Brilliant. Just dropped his nutsack down. But the other great story as well is after the match, um, the uh, coaches, David Moyes and his assistant head coach, uh, joined the Kidderminster Harrier coaching staff in their coach's office for uh, for a beer. Yep. So th- this is very common in the FA Cup, especially uh, teams with such vast differences in, in quality. Uh, obviously, there's no rivalry there, right? They don't come up against each other right. very often, uh, if ever. And the coaches will often share a drink in the office afterwards. Um, you know, the the smaller coach, able to ask questions, talk, share the experience. Um, the uh, Premier League manager or first division manager back in the day would be able to, you know, impart some wisdom or just congratulate and all that kind of stuff uh, along with his assistant. And um, so the the coach for Kidderminster did say before the match, we may have to consult the sommelier because I hear that David Moyes likes red wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it was basically put back to him, just be yourself, just right. be you. Because obviously Kitty can't, you know, they don't. Right can't afford all that shit well and Moyes is uh, just a good old scotsman well, he's, he's from pretty, glasgow isn't he? pretty fucking easy to yeah. deal with he had a butt heavy yeah <laughs> I, I you and i you and i have both had the opportunity to meet mr Moyes. yes and he's a fucking charming guy he's awesome yeah fucking incredible. So, i mean they look like they were having a blast they, they were cheersing in the and, yeah. you know, he it was good enough to give david Moyes the bottle and uh, yeah. he took the tinny for himself yeah which is fine um, the other thing that uh, I do have a problem with Kidderminster, mm-hmm. get the manager a proper desk. <laughs> my trade table that I have my notes set on right now in this room was bigger than that motherfucker's desk. Yeah, he needs a better desk. He needs That's a better desk. Sure. That's unfortunate. Also, buy the man a vacuum. Yeah. There's a lot of shit on that floor. Well, they, uh, <laughs> well, but but they did make, in their run, the good thing is they make a ton of money. Oh, absolutely. Um, and West Ham left behind some signed shirts and, mm-hmm. you know, other stuff. Things that they could to, sell absolutely. and make money off of as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, uh, the one thing that they brought up is the salary of uh, central defender Kurt Zuma that he makes in a week It was the equivalent of what uh, Kidderminster Harrier's um, entire salary was for the season for their entire team. Yeah, we we did this when when Arsenal played Sutton. 
mm-hmm. with Alexis Sanchez's car yeah. was worth all of the players' wages for Sutton and their car's value combined. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But uh, it was but a good. It's, it was it's a, awesome to see. It was, it was a great a run. Game. It was a great run. They played fabulous. They gave everything they had. At the end, this is what typically happens. Eventually, the Premier League club gets challenged, and then they figure it out. Unless you're hard like wood. Yeah, exactly. But that was a championship side. Um, now, <laughs> on the other the other match that this uh, went terribly wrong at first for a Premier League side, Plymouth Argyle goes up on Chelsea. In the first half, one nothing. Was it eight minutes in? At the fucking bridge. Yeah, and held at out the bridge and held out for a good while. Uh, they didn't get the equalizer till right at the end of the uh, of the first half. It was like thirty four minutes or something ridiculous that Plymouth was in front. Yep, it was awesome. And the, then, uh, so for those that don't know, on the Patreon we review beers and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, there, I have a beer in the in the fridge there. Um, mm-hmm. The window. the window so Mel <laughs> opens the window and puts it so it's outside in, um, on the fridge that it's a it's a uh, a New England IPA but I the only reason I bought it because I do that style so often on the show it's kind of getting old right mm-hmm. but the only reason I bought it was because the word Plymouth <laughs> was in the name fabulous <laughs> for this to to pay homage uh they to go the Argyle they go to extra time Argyle does what they can but unfortunately Chelsea scores here's the heartbreaker they got a chance. They have a penalty called for them. 118th minute. Two minutes from the end of the fucking game. Kepa saves it. Yep. Oh. And held it. Oh. Held it. Didn't even block it away. Yeah, that's... Just grabbed it out of the air like Dikembe fucking Matumbo. Yeah, that's that's the the guy tried to be too safe and yep. forgot, oh, by the way, I'm taking a penalty shot against an international goalkeeper. Yeah. I probably have to challenge him. Yep. You yep. have to at least give it a go. I mean, stepping up and smashing the fuck out of it, at least you could say you gave it a shot. Right. Doing what he did. For him to be able to hold on to the penalty. Yeah, that's bad. The, uh, the one thing that amateurs can do, the same as professionals, is hit a ball hard. Right. Just why, kick the fucking thing. Why didn't you kick it as hard as you fucking Just could? Just kick the fucking thing. Put it over the net. At least make it a screamer. Yeah. Don't, they might don't be put able up to do a the softball. Fl- the flips and tricks and the, you know, the the Rabonas and the, all the fancy shit. They, right. Yeah, they're coordinated enough and quick of thought to do that. The one equalizer is smash the fuck out of the ball. And he Hulk didn't. smash. And, and he, he didn't, didn't fucking do it. Yeah. He's going to regret that one yeah, forever, for, too. Absolutely. And when this game gets brought up, you know, <laughs> in highlight packages for Plymouth for years to come, because it will, he's going to relive that moment over and fucking over again. Yep. Absolutely. And it's a shame. It's, they, both of them, uh, Kidderminster and Plymouth, should be very proud of themselves. I mean, reaching this stage is no mean feat. And taking two, right now, two of the Premier League's top six to extra time. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kidderminster was at home, but especially Plymouth at the bridge is is absolutely fucking massive. Yeah. Absolutely massive. Frank's debut sees four goals for Everton. Whew. Hell of a match. I mean, it was still it was still a little shaky. It wasn't the easiest. Uh, you know, a couple of those goals came a little bit later in the match, and you could kind of tell everybody, the crowd included, we're trying to figure out exactly what we got going on here, you know? Yeah, well, he didn't have, to be fair to him, he didn't have a ton of time to... And he also was missing players as well. Really Come to find out you're missing, yep. you know, you're missing Calvert-Lewin due to an injury, and mm-hmm. you were already missing a ton of midfielders, and the two guys you just signed in Vanderbeek and uh, and Deli Alley are both cup committed, so you can't use them. I have a question. Yeah. What was Deli Alley wearing when he was unveiled there on the field? Jeans and a sweater, it looked like. I heard the shoes were a bit strange. Okay. Odd choice. <laughs> well, we're not going to go. Uh, we're they were not... like weird low cut boot things. Okay. Well, we're not. I heard. We're not going to go uh, critiquing him because uh, <laughs> there's already been enough old stodgy people talking about the fact that he showed up with a uh, in a uh, Rolls Royce. Um, he's a professional footballer. Who cares? He, he, but oh yeah, does he date Pep Guardiola's daughter as well? <laughs> it's. It was this big. It was honestly, it was this big thing in England where old, old fucking white guys are going. Yeah, oh, Sunis. what is he doing showing up with that? Yeah, and, it's it's their version of Graham Soonis being mad at Paul Pogba for yeah. dyeing his hair all the time. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and it's so al- it's also part of the whole kind of 
Everton backlash thing that happens a lot. Like when the Spurs were talking to Andres Gomez for uh, to try to sign him away from Everton, it was Barcelona starlet being pursued by uh, Spurs. And then in the headlines when he got signed by Everton, Barcelona castaway gets signed by Everton. <laughs> like yeah. it's it just it's the. But that also plays into the whole Scouse thing, right? Yeah, of course, of course. The, but it's, the, it, it, you know, not English, but Scouse, or Scouse, not English, or whatever right. they're saying is there, you know? Right. I mean, the, the very political. I mean, the yeah. British government has done a lot to harm the city of Liverpool in general, Yeah. Um, especially when there's a Tory government in. Yeah. But they um, they are kind of looked look down upon yeah. for whatever fucking reason. Mm-hmm. don't know why. Probably because nobody understands what the fuck they're saying. So, and, you know, I... <laughs> A fucking no chicken and a kind of coop. They understand it perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, the there the the bigger thing there. It's he's a fucking professional footballer. He's gonna have a fucking fancy car. He played for the fucking national team. Yeah, for who Christ fucking sake. cares? Who if fucking that's what cares? he wants to spend the money on, let him spend his money that's, on that. Who gives a shit? What he fucking does. The the more important thing is he has two big red dreads dyed in front. When's he gonna die in blue? That's oh what yeah, I they can't know be about. red. They can't be red for <laughs> that's long. What that's what I want to know. Sure. That's what's important here. Is those two? I don't care that he has dreads. Doesn't bother me one bit. But they're red. They're red. And not he's blue. In, and he's in the blue side <laughs> of the town. <laughs> that's a problem. That needs to no longer be red. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure somebody at PR will go, yeah, the the, the red there, and no good. You should probably make that blue. It's just so fucking ridiculous. I mean, I make that point in, in yeah. kind of satire. Yeah, and, uh, gotcha. Irony. It's just like, like what, who cares? Who cares? If I was rich, I'd, I don't know that I'd buy a Rolls Royce. I'd probably go for a Lambo, but done, that's not the point. The brand. The point is, is I'm rich. Who fucking cares what I spend my money on? Uh, by the way. What's uh, the difference? Right. Uh, mo- moving on to the game itself. Just one thing worth mentioning. Well, two things, actually. But the first one worth mentioning. Uh, that pass from Alon to Richarlison on the second goal. You want to talk about putting it into a needle and shooting <laughs> it directly into your veins. This perfectly just floated yeah. ball right over top of the defense. That all Richarlison had to do was just put a foot on it, put it back. in the, like he, It was a nice touch and all, but you're just like... Oh, oh, that fucking yes, pass. Please. Yes, please. <laughs> Just lulled me to sleep with that fucking pass. That's awesome. It it's, was so good. Those sorts of balls are the most brilliant things. Pickford, absolutely a penalty. You got the hands on them. You put them on the ground. It was absolutely a penalty. Just would like to say, that's a penalty. I believe Larissa's has now done it twice. Where it should have been a penalty... Ederson. We saw Ederson <laughs> flat out tackle Ryan Frazier. It did not be called a penalty. And we've seen Allison uh, tackle McGinn, and it wasn't called a penalty. Yeah. So just a friendly reminder, if that's a penalty, let's call that penalty on all keepers, please. You won 4-1. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, and now, now you know what I you know. Now it's I, time to crush the crush the hopes and dreams of all the underdogs out there. You know what I did for you? What did you do for me? And for Jordan. And for Jordan. And for Everton. Yeah. I had a cheeky Nando's for dinner tonight. That a boy. Quickly rounding out the rest of the fourth round, and oh, so that happened. Palace 2, Hartley Pool nil. Huddersfield 1, Barnsley nil. Yes. Attended by Robert Plant. Oh, very cool. Palace, the, uh, Hartley Pool. Yeah, no shit. He's like from there. He's a massive Hartley Pool supporter. But he's also a Wolves oh, supporter. No. He's a Wolves guy. Is it? Is it Robert Plant? Robert Plant's a Wolves guy. Might not be Robert Plant then. Yeah. Is there another plant? No. We're going to keep it moving. Manchester City 4, Fulham 1. Oh, i got to Google it. Man. Peterborough 2, QPR 0. Southampton 2, Coventry 1. Stoke 2, Wigan 0. Norwich 1, Wolverhampton 0. Luton Town 3, Cambridge 0. Tottenham 3, Brighton 1. Liverpool 1, Cardiff 1. We're not going to talk about all the matches. Just bring up a few highlights. Um... Hey, Fulham like Greedo. Uh, Fulham shot first and scored in the fourth minute. Unfortunately, yeah. Man City then scored four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if they scored in the six, City would have scored six. Yeah. It, would like, just... it just seemed like they stopped because, oh, fourth minute? That's what you want to do? Right, no problem. Well, we're going to score you. four. Fuck yeah. you. Uh-huh. Take the piss out of that number. Um, now I can't fucking figure out who it was. Okay, well, you keep looking and I'm going to keep talking. Um, speaking of that Palace and Hartlepool match, uh, Palace score two real quickly and go, eh, we're done. No worries. We're all finished. I produced an answer. Yeah? What's that? Uh, Famous Hartpool United fans. They include Jeff Sterling, Ed Sheeran, Iron Maiden guitarist Jack 
Gears, Ridley Scott, Peter Mandelson, and Meatloaf. Okay. Oh, Meatloaf was yeah. Okay, sorry. I Meatloaf think I wasn't it. there. I Meatloaf think... was not there. I no, mean, maybe he was. Too, too soon. Maybe he was. <laughs> no, he's dead. It's not too soon. Anti-vaxer. The <laughs> J.K. J.K. We're not. The um, it might have been a palace supporter. That was the famous one, okay. actually. And who's Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. That's a band. Yeah. No, I know who the band is. Robert Plant is Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I think he's a palace supporter. No, he is not. We have done Kitty the Chicken Bits. He is a famous Wolverhampton supporter. He's played in Wolverhampton uh, celebrity matches and everything. I'm so I write the fucking bit. I'm, I know this it. Is I am reading the first headline when I typed in Robert Plant. Talks about his love for Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. Thank so you. Who? This is annoying the fuck out of me because I I, I didn't you? write it down. I was driving and I heard it. What part if we're going to do this segment quickly, <laughs> don't you fucking understand? Because this was the most interesting thing of this 2-0 match, and I'm trying to remember. I had it all planned, and I fucked it. Good. Live with that in your memory when you don't sound check this later. Damn it. Uh, Coventry took took an early lead only to find it slip away against Southampton, who uh, scored. It did take injury time, I mean extra time for it to... Uh, for them to come along and get the win. Yeah. I, whatever. Was Kenny happy in Narnia? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. He texted me and I was like, bro, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not I'm not watching this or I'm not even gonna watch the highlights, I'll tell you that. Um you know what Cambridge's keeper didn't do this time? What was that? Keep him out of the net. He didn't have a worldie. <laughs> yeah, he he kind of got scored on three times. So there there goes that magic. <laughs> yeah, right. No shit. No shit. Um, and uh, Cardiff did hold Liverpool scoreless in the first half. Um, Liverpool then did turn on the heat and get three goals. But it Johnson was... played fantastically. Oh, yeah. He had a very good game. And then... But the fun part was his... Uh, <clears throat> When Cardiff scored, you would have thought they won the fucking league. <laughs> it was yeah, pretty, no in Anfield, lose it like louder than all the fucking Red supporters. Oh, saying that actually brings up another thing I forgot to talk about about Middlesbrough. Uh huh. When the young lad, I forget his name, blazed over the crossbar for mm -hmm. his penalty, the goalkeeper ran and celebrated with his arms out like he saved it. You had to do a fucking thing. <laughs> you let in seven, you cunt. What are you doing? All right. So uh, teams left in the cup. We have nine Premier League sides, six championship sides, and one non-league side. Come on. The Wood. Take Borum out. Borum Wood. Take out. Um, the fifth round uh, matches have been set. Uh, just want to give them a rundown real quick. The first team listed will be the home side. Palace welcome Stoke. Luton welcome Chelsea. Burrow hosts Spurs. The Posh. Have Manchester City coming to town because City always gets the hard draws. A couple of Premier League matchups as Southampton host West Ham and Liverpool host Norwich. Forest and Huddersfield Town play each other, which means we will see a championship side at least one in the quarterfinals. And of course, in the match that no one wants to see Everton win except for Everton supporters. Everton welcome Borumwood to Goodison. Now, the cool thing about that, though, is that it's going to be a nice fucking payday for the Wood. That is for damn sure. Yes. Because even if it's a cup game, one thing Goodison does very well, Goodison sells out matches. Yeah. That's uh, going to be a nice fucking door for uh, for the Wood. It's going to be a really nice door. That's what is like 15000 yeah. <laughs> It's a good line. I'll let it slide. Sure money. All right, so this is the segment where we make bets to help better inform you make bets um, and guarantee that you'll win some money. <clears throat> well, exactly. If you're following what I do, yeah, right now, my uh, bet, it yeah. wins your money. I'm sure. I Honestly, we haven't had to ha make a bet for so long. I don't remember how much I'm down, mm -hmm. so I don't know what to tell you. Go back and listen to a couple shows ago. Well, you need to. Should that, it's your segment. It's your research now, asshole. Okay, I'll go back and listen <laughs> for that fifteen second stick, uh, snippet. Well, if you had if you had someone, it'd be the first time you ever sound checked the show, by the way. And if you had someone who lived under your taint like I do, they'd do it for you. All right. Um, so what do you have, my good sir? Uh very simple. Obviously, my bit has been winning as uh, Liverpool hit. Um, and I told you I'm gonna keep with it. Either they drop points 
and I'm happy that they drop points or they win and I win. If they do, if I lose money and they get points, then I'm stopping the bid. But that doesn't matter. I'm only down $1,196. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 16.6666667% of the time. It works 100% of the time. Keeping with it, I am taking Liverpool to beat the Foxes under three and a half goals and only Liverpool to score. So a three to nothing or lower win for Liverpool. And that will net me $222. Wow. I Interesting, don't... seeing as Leicester just gave up four to a championship <laughs> side in about nine minutes of football. And they've got two games to play every week for the rest of the week. This is one of those ones where Klopp will get the early two, three goal lead and just pull back the uh, brakes and just coast it out and get the win. Well, that's not very heavy metal, is it? No, it's not, but it's also <laughs> going to be very smart. So what do we got next? So we've got Pat next, uh, but Pat is unavailable to be here, so he sent me an email. Very good. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. And I quote, Hey, now, weekday games to bet on. <laughs> He's excited. <laughs> it seems that way. More more betting make Pat happy boy. <laughs> I got one game I like, and I'm going to parlay it with the over. Manchester United plays Burnley at Burnley tomorrow. I like Man U at minus 175 and the over two and a half goals at minus 130. On $100, that pays a whopping $178. Talk Thursday for the weekend games. Thanks, Pat. Very good. What do you got for a stud? So what I have is a three-way parlay. <coughs> ah, back to the three-way parlay. <laughs> I think if I have enough time to make it to the casino tomorrow morning on the way to work, I may actually put real dough on. Okay, go ahead. Okay. West Ham over Watford. Okay. Pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. Great. Two of the oldest managers in the Premier League. One of them's actually still good. Everton over Newcastle. Okay. After that, I can't ignore that you scored four goals against a Premier League opponent this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Newcastle sucks. <laughs> and and we didn't get to play either one of our two new signings. Correct. What is that? An uh, it's airplane? an airplane flying. Really? Over, Sam. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was louder than it's ever been. That's weird. <laughs> That's because it's after 9 o'clock and the planes come in low because they cheat. Oh, fuckers. Uh, and then Palace over Norwich is the third part of that. Okay. Norwich sucks. Um, that $100 bet on that is plus 748, wow. which I believe will still put me in the positive should I win it. Very good. Very so good. there's that. And like I said, I, there's a pretty damn good odds for things that should happen. I think I'm a, a little fancy little pun on that. There you go. Go for it. <laughs> go for it, killer. Get put put real money on it, assuring that you will definitely fucking miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as long as Everton covers that part of the uh, bet, I hope the rest of it fucks right off for you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pretty good segment, but we can always do better, and we strive to do better. You know why? Because we got Kitty the Chicken. Well, a Kitty missed this weekend, but is still sitting about above Mount 500 at 11 and 8. Now, Kitty didn't even give me a chance to tell her a game this time. As I walked up the hill, Kitty was waving a Newcastle flag. Huh. I never knew this, but uh, Kitty's sister Gertrude was a Geordie through and through. And so Kitty is picking Newcastle to beat Everton to honor her sister, who has left us too soon. Well, Gertie was a black and white chicken. Of course she's a Geordie. Well, there you go. I almost teared up on that one. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, if Gertrude were here, do you know what she would want me to tell you all? Watch, watch Seinfeld. Watch Seinfeld <laughs> and gamble legally and responsibly. Championship Corner! I and I can't get up. Oh, no. Ought to be oh, a short gotta... segment. <laughs> only three fucking games. You got a, you got a live. I did. I decided wow. let's do some echo with the, oh, no. I wasn't fucking ready for that. You <laughs> actually thrown me for a fucking loop there. My goodness. Um, And it'll just take me a second as we find the button that went away. Here it goes. Awesome. So we had three games over the weekend. We had Blackpool. Um, 
Actually, there was a game on Friday as well. Sheffield United beat Birmingham 2-1, which has championship implications. It does. Uh, there was some Wednesday stuff. Huddersfield beat Derby 2-0. And some Tuesday stuff as Luton beat Swansea. That doesn't really matter. But Millwall and Preston. Uh, uh, Preston North End, obviously, in also with a shout of the uh, playoff spots. Drew 0-0, which hurts them. On Saturday, though, you had Blackpool beating Bristol City as they continue their climb up the table. Um Preston did get a win at the weekend over Hull 1-0, and then Swansea 1-0 over Blackburn. Very good. Well, Also, quick to note, um, just moving forward uh, in the Premier League, I actually just thought of this, and I, I meant to write it down while I was driving around. Uh, the Club World Cup was postponed because of the weird schedule because of the Winter World Cup. Right. Till this month. Um, <coughs> if you're betting on Chelsea or have Chelsea in anything over the next couple of weeks, Chelsea ain't going to be there because they're in Dubai playing the Club World Cup. Ah. So if you have Chelsea players on your fantasy teams, if you, you know, you got That's why I was wondering why your game was postponed this weekend. I didn't realize that. Yes. So we were were supposed to play Chelsea this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, No. Yeah, we were. Yeah, this weekend you're supposed to play Chelsea. It's the midweek was against Brighton. Yeah. That game's not going on. The weekend, yes. We were supposed to play Chelsea. That's why my game's not happening. Yep. So just something to... To think about as you as you move forward with that stuff, um, but back to the championship. Sorry about that. Uh, you still have Fulham on top at fifty eight points. Uh, Blackburn still in second on fifty three. Uh, Bournemouth, which who does have two games in hand on um, on Blackburn, on fifty two. Uh, they are in the same number of games as Fulham though, so they can't overtake them. Uh, bottom bottom of the table hasn't changed at all, has it? Uh, I don't think any of the playoff places changed no, either. No. Uh, QPR is in fourth on 51, Huddersfield in fifth on 48. West Brom, with a game in hand on Huddersfield, has 45, so they couldn't uh, tie them, and they have a better goal differential. And Middlesbrough is still right there, tied with West Brom on points, with a game in hand in seventh. So, and then Forrest in, in eighth on 43. So there, it's getting pretty jumbled up for that fifth and sixth uh, spot, those last two uh, playoff spots. Yep. Um, and it's only going to get worse. Uh, at this stage... There's been an average of about 29 games played by all championship clubs. Some are at 30, some are at 28. There's a couple at 27. <laughs> so there's only about 314 games left in the championship season. So things, you know, yeah, can move around a bit. A lot can change. Uh, uh, Mr. Graham, before we go to parting words, uh, you and I uh, both to our lost uh, wagers of the uh, Watford-Burnley match. Uh, oh, both Jesus own a uh, oh, a shot of Malort of... Uh, Pat, the next time you're in this building, you have to do Malort as well because yours also didn't fare well. Can I uh, FIFA sim this too? Or no, no. no. Um, but you know what? A, a great segue though, Sam. Any parting words? Not really, actually. Uh, there wasn't really a lot that happened. Good. Nobody was a cunt. Of. I like it. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, it never gets fucking easy. Ah, uh, was uh, at an event this weekend, and uh, was uh, telling um, former radio radio personality that we do shots of Malort, and he just looked at me. He goes, "Are you a fucking masochist?" Yeah, <laughs> I no told him shit. we do shots of Malort every time our team loses. Mm. Um, All right, yes. Spoke to an account that we shared that I'm soon losing. Yes, they did do three bottles for you. I saw a picture of a bottle already in hand, so I'm picking it up tomorrow. He showed me this morning and asked me if I wanted to take it, if I was going to see it tonight. I was like, nope, that is all him. Be, I have I some be, at home myself. I will be purchasing it tomorrow. <laughs> I will be going in to purchase. Well, so, to be fair, he's had to drink it more than we have. Uh, yeah, yes, I have. That's all going to change. My boy, my boy, right up here. Frankie, changing everything. It's all Things are all going our way. We have a patriot with us now, boys and girls, a patriot. Gonna stop all the global Saturday, Saturday. Gonna stop YouTube. That's all there is to it. That's right, Sam. Patreon.com backslash do you fo- Oh, he said Patriot, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Next up will be injury time, where we review the beers that we were drinking, talk about our adopted clubs, and preview the midweek's action. So should somebody want to find that, Sam, how does one go about doing it? Patriot.org. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. It's, <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. It's going to go to like some food storage place. Yeah, no place. shit. It's, uh, it's Patreon.com backslash do you football show. Uh, sign up to our one glorious $5 tier, and you will get two extra shows. That is Soundcheck, 
our actual sound check, catching up from the weekend, just shooting the shit, really. Uh, and Mel checking our levels, which she has Sam push way up because he has a really high voice in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> It's amazing what I do with auto-tune. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> and um, uh, Injury Time, which is our preview show. We also review the beers that we had during the uh, during this show. Um, I just said as that. well. So uh, a lot of fun. Get into it. It's a good time. I don't like you stealing my pitch. I do my own thing. I don't care. <laughs> okay. okay. How about heard, that? Heard How about gro- that? Heard grown ass. You man. know what? Hey, I actually do have some parting words. Don't be a cunt like Sam. <laughs> okay. Very good. <laughs> all right. Uh, boys and girls, be sure to check out our uh, Drip Shack as well. You can find that on all of our social medias for the flyest gear in the world. What do like, the kids say? Uh, link in the bio. Link in the Smash bio. Smash the subscribe button. Exactly. Uh We'll be back on the midweek uh, for a weekend preview and a uh, midweek uh, recap. Let me try it again. I do have a younger man's haircut now. Smash the subscribe button, bro. We're getting the fuck out of here. Something like that. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Peace. Born in the land.